0: fellow adventurers. Welcome to a Nat One Life podcast series called Homebrew Heals. Here, my sister Amanda and I will talk about our different journeys we have taken or are still on to resolve our medical issues. From gut issues to skin issues, we have experienced a lot in our 30 years. We do not have any medical backgrounds, but feel we have rolled high enough in our investigation and health checks and want to share our experiences with you. So come along this journey with us and see what we discover together.
1: Journey with us and start
0: to revive. You this net one night. So, Amanda, you know, like the butterfly feeling you get in your stomach sometimes? Every
1: time I kiss my husband. Ooh! So, do you like that feeling? Sometimes. Sometimes it can be overwhelming, like when I'm high. <laughs> Do you ever get that feeling when you're high and then you'll, like, close your eyes and try to go with it? And then you're like, oh, that's too much. Like, I'm going to freak out. I don't think,
0: I don't get butterflies in the stomach. Usually I only get butterflies in the stomach. Like, I immediately think about roller coasters. Mm, Yeah.
1: Yes. See, I don't, ooh, I don't feel butterflies with that. I feel more, like, right before the drop, the pit Mm -hmm. of my, like, an emptiness. But yes, I totally feel it in my stomach.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, your stomach just empties out all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: like a hollow black hole <laughs> where my stomach used to be. It's just like, there's nothing. This is what nothingness feels like.
0: I think we pretty much determined that it's a form of stress.
1: <laughs> right. And that our guts and our brains are very closely connected. Like, even more so than we initially have been discussing. Right. Now, yeah, exactly. Because if you guys have been listening to us for a while, you know that we talk about how much the brain communicates with the gut and how much the gut communicates with the brain and vice Mm -hmm. versa. But the reading that we've been doing about stress has led me to believe that... The gut and the brain are on some DL kind of intimate level. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, don't tell anybody else in the body, but I fucking love you.
0: (laughs) Now, I will preface this uh, recording with saying that not all stress is actually bad. Like, we
1: rely on certain stress Right. Now you guys may be thinking, man, this conversation's all over the place. No, we're, we're talking about stress and stress sends signals right to, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, our body interprets the stress and then hormones are released by our brain and it sends signals throughout the body and activates that fight or flight response, especially when we're feeling fe- afraid for our livelihood.
0: Mm-hmm. And ultimately it can come from a different situations that you're in. It doesn't have to be like life endangering or anything, but you could be just simply
1: nervous about a situation. Exactly. So Sarah and I both struggle with anxiety and different um, stressors in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Like, especially recently, we've had deaths in our family of close family members. Um, Sarah bought a house, we've had job loss, you know, like All of those, when you look on stressors in your life, are very big events. But the day-to-day stressors impact things as well. But why we wanted to talk about it on the Loot the Booty segment of our podcast is because you always hear people say, like, oh, I'm just stressed out, so I got diarrhea. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: I'm like, so Sarah and I are like, why does that happen? Like, is it really? Is that really connected? And it fucking turns out it is. It, it totally, totally is. is.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you're right. So I'm thinking about times where, like, you see it in the movies where they're like, oh, I'm so nervous that I could either, like, poop my pants, poop my <laughs> brains out. Or, like, yeah. people, like, are so scared that they pee their pants and, right. like, yeah you know, stuff like that. And or for me, I get so nervous or so anxious about certain situations that I throw up. Mm-hmm. And like my stomach like instantly does not feel good to the point where I am physically vomiting. And it yeah, your brain and your stomach, they are so connected that they're now like making a name for it. It's the what is it? The brain and gut axis.
1: Yeah, or the gut brain connection. Mm-hmm. We need to insert and the song here. Go brain connection (laughs) making all the inflection i don't know if that didn't work i don't know what they're inflecting on okay but yeah so there is this and there's been more and more research done so i actually found an article from harvard health um talking about the gut brain connection it was just published a couple of months ago nice and it specifically calls out some things like and I you know, Sarah and I do this research and we're gonna be honest, some of this reading, guys, is dry. <laughs> so that's yeah. why we bring it to you with a, a sense of comedy and levity and dark humor, because we know you'll appreciate it. Mm. Um but this article actually had me rolling, not so much because it's actually funny, but just because it was very eye-opening for me. Sure. Okay. So some of the heavy hitters that I made some notes on was your gastrointestinal tract is sensitive to emotion, anger, anxiety, sadness, and elation. All of these feelings can trigger symptoms in your gut. Great. So if I have an emotion, Mm -hmm. my gut's going to be triggered. Um, The very thought of eating, just the thought of eating can trigger hormone reactions in your body that release your stomach juices before the food even gets there. That's how close... And that that sentence was to illustrate how close of a connection your brain and your gut have. Like, you can think about food and then instantly, instantly start salivating. Right. Or, I was about to say, you can feel
0: it in your mouth, like you salivate. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. So the the line that had me absolutely rolling the first time was... A person's stomach or intestinal distress can be the cause or the product of anxiety, stress, or depression. (laughs) I, I'm like, Oh, okay, great. So my stomach or intestinal issues can cause or can be the cause of my anxiety, stress, or depression. So this is just an angry fucking cycle. That's never going to end. So
0: it really is like, that Because the brain and the gut are so, like, they're linked together so strong that they truly do affect the other. One affects the other.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you, if you're wondering, like, how? Like, obviously, or maybe not obviously, I shouldn't say that. But you might be thinking, okay, well, with the brain, it's intaking the information that you're seeing or that you're feeling. And then... Maybe it's just sending some, you know, uh, messages down to the gut and it's causing the gut to react. Well, the gut actually can be doing the opposite. The gut could be the starting point. And the reason being is because what we've talked about in the past in previous podcasts is what exactly is in your gut. and. It's a whole bunch of like bacteria and organisms. And oh my gosh, I was reading another article, it came out in 2012. Um, but it was saying that the amount of microorganisms within your gut is 10 times the number of cells in your body.
1: Yeah, there's like trillions of microorganisms, it's like a whole world, like, if right. It's bigger than I mean, there's more fact, you know, cells or whatever in there, bacterial organisms in there, than there are people in the world, and so it, it, that's crazy. I mean, that's and- just insane, and it makes me think of the movie Inside Out. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, all yeah. this in there, like, hey, what are you doing in here? You don't belong here. <laughs> I'm making yeast, bitches.
0: Uh, I personally like to think of Osmosis Jones. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yes. I love that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So tell me more because the gut microbiome, we have talked about it so much, but we have been, or I say we, I have been blind to the impact on your your brain's health. And then, therefore mental health, which if you guys haven't checked out Pursuing Your Patronus, our other podcast where we talk about mental health, please do. Because this conversation we're about to have right here that Sarah's about to lay down some education for you all is going to directly impact your mental health. Yeah. Um, Because those millions of bacteria and trillions of them that Sarah was just talking about apparently impact the way we think. Yep. Yeah. So I don't know. So what'd you it, read about that?
0: Essentially what I'm understanding. So as we preface, not a medical professional, right? So my understanding from these articles is that, so you have these like different bacterias and microbiome in your gut and they're different. And so if you are eating certain foods that enhance or cause certain ones to reproduce versus others that it will start you're releasing different chemicals in your body and your brain picks up what the gut is breaking down (laughs) and it (laughs) it can have an impact on your mental health it can cause so and we're talking about stress, right? Well, the type of foods that you're eating, if it's not healthy, if it's not like a good promoter of the good bacteria, then you're causing stress within your body because your gut is breaking those down. But it's not
1: like the the chemicals that you need. Right. And it's like logically that totally makes sense. But we don't spend time thinking about what our, like, or I shouldn't say we. I'm generalizing because I haven't spent time doing this and I feel like a fool now. Like, I should have been like, I wonder what this Cheeto chemical breakdown is going to do to my brain. No, I've been worried about what it's going to do to my guts. But then Mm -hmm. not realizing that obviously if if my body is, like, rejecting this so severely, There's probably an impact on my brain and or inflammation elsewhere in my body. Well, and that's what I was about to bring up. Like if you do this too
0: much, then the stress is no longer like a instant stress that your body can fight off. You're now prolonging it. And Mm -hmm. so it is now this is where we start getting, like you're saying, inflammation or we're starting to develop these diseases. And it can be not only within the gut, but now it's spreading to the heart.
1: And so it's or like adrenal fatigue is a big one because you're if you're constantly in a fight or flight response, Uh adrenaline is getting pumped through your body. Well, then your adrenal glands are like, I can't do this anymore. Or you're constantly getting it, and so you no longer have a response that's at the level that it should be.
0: Yeah, and so like ultimately, mm-hmm. you're just your your brain is now receiving all these signals of stress, and mm-hmm. it causes even more stress. Imagine that because now, like, at certain points, you're physically feeling the impact. And so then that has uh, that can change your mood. That yep. can change like how you think or how you act. And mm-hmm. so it's it all started with that delicious cheeseburger, right. And then it has now blown out of proportion because it was something that was no longer just a one-time situation. It's over
1: a lengthy, Time period, Right. And I want exactly. And so regarding over that lengthy time period, like one thing that I wanted to bring up it, from my research through my the Harvard article that I found and mm-hmm. then another one on the American Psychological Association, um, it was an article that discussed the impacts of stress on your body. And one of the locations it talks about was in your gastrointestinal system. And so it was really um, interesting. But so to go back, the damage over time. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that my research um, that I read was that people that have GI disorders actually perceive pain more acutely than other people. So Mm. their brains are more responsive to pain signals. So more acutely, just for people that don't know what that means. Because I always struggle with that terminology because acute in like math yeah. Means small, like an acute angle is like yeah. less, but it means like more sharp, like more pointedly, if that yeah. makes sense.
0: So you have yeah. to think about that triangle for those that have like the, cause you have to realize for our listeners that people have to put the information together in their own way, um, in their mind to make it make sense. But if you think about what Amanda I was just saying, the acute triangle, it, it's smaller, so that way you have a sharper point at the end yeah, where the, the...
1: exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just funny how our brains work, right? Yeah. Like I see the I don't know, whatever. Okay. Um, that is totally not the point of what I'm trying to say. Oh, so, I know. They feel it more severely, I guess, is the best way to put it, or more they can feel the minute. Impacts in their body. And so because they're feeling those things, that is stress, like we have just mm-hmm. been talking about. So then it can make things even worse. And mm-hmm. so in the um uh psychological American Psychological Association article that I was reading, I made some notes about indirect effects of stress. So you were just talking about, you know, I'm feeling this pain and it's caught or it's causing these issues in my stomach. And it can cause pain and bloating and nausea even to the point of vomiting. Mm-hmm. Well, now you have an indirect effect be, potentially because vomiting damages your esophagus. Yeah. Vomiting damages your teeth. Um. There's, there can cause, like, it can cause other issues. So now you have indirect effects. Like mm-hmm. you were talking about the heart disease and stuff like that. But there's even more, like, day-to-day type of things that you might experience. So your stomach acid doesn't actually increase, but because your stomach is kind of churning, it's splashing around, and then you can feel heartburn um, or acid reflux. If you have existing ulcers, um, those ulcers could become more bothered because things are churning around. Um, Your muscle spasms in your bowel can cause additional stress. So it kind of like feeds in on itself, And that stress can actually affect how you absorb the nutrients because your intestines are like not working how they should be because they're Mm -hmm. stressed out. So then now they're not absorbing nutrition. Um, It actually said that this article said that stress can make the intestinal barrier weaker and allow the gut bacteria to actually get out of your gut and into your body.
0: Yes. Okay. So this is the one that I was reading as well. So um, and so this, these are two separate articles that are yeah. talking about the exact same thing, and it says that stress and depression can increase gut barrier uh, permeability. I had to make sure I can say that word. Yeah. Way. Yeah. Permeability. So sure. the result is a they literally call it a leaky gut. Yeah. And
1: leaky it allows.
0: Better. Yeah. And it allows bacteria to seep into your circulation and it starts to cause inflammatory issues. And so there are, it seems so minor and it Mm -hmm. seems so small, but stress can cause not only these chemical reactions, but it's also now creating like, physical reactions. There is something physically happening within yourself that is be- it's going to be a problem.
1: Mm-hmm. And th- there was a uh, sentence in this article that just hit home. So I'm going to read it and I might read it twice just to make mm-hmm. sure that the impact is there. But it's specifically talking about this leaky gut situation. But it will imply, I think it applies to so much more processes within our body and stressors that we have on a daily basis. But what it says is, although most of these bacteria are easily taken care of by the immune system and do not make us sick, so that's talking about leaky gut, you know, bacteria Mm -hmm. getting out. This is the part I highlighted, people. The constant low need for inflammatory action can lead to chronic mild symptoms, The constant low need for inflammatory action can lead to chronic mild symptoms. So I'm like, holy shit, this makes so much sense. So you have just just little things, you know, little irritants that get out. Mm -hmm. Your body's like, I got this. But your body had to say, I got this. Right. Next day, I got this. I got this. Yep. I got this. I still got this. I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it, but now I can't do this. So now you have eczema. Right. Yep. I or... got it, but now you have, you know, insomnia three nights a week. Well,
0: and I think also about how other other things come about. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about uh arthritis. Mm-hmm. And so doctors have been trying or are still are trying to find the reason why arthritis occurs and they like believe it's the, essentially your body is breaking down in the joints Mm -hmm. and it's from you're still like you're still a person so you're still moving but you don't have what you need in your joints to have a smooth like motion range of motion and so it
1: hurts like your connective tissue and stuff like that breaks down over time
0: exactly Mm -hmm. over time it Mm -hmm. is a response to something that you have been doing over time and so if It doesn't matter how, like, simple or how small you think it is. Like, we joke around about how, like, we have to go on these diets and whatnot or that we have restrictive diets that we should be following. But even more so, like, we honestly should be following them. Because if we're just Mm -hmm. like, I'm just going to binge, like, oh, it's just, like, a cheat day, what have you, take, like, a second there and be like, well... When was the last time I had a cheat day? Because how much stress am I about to put on my stomach? Because and that, how did wow. I
1: feel after right. that cheat day? Was it worth it? Right. No, it wasn't. People, <gasps> I'm recovering today. Guess what? Not worth it. I've already shit three times, and it was all with oh, diarrhea. No. It's only nine thirty in the morning, by the way, people. I've only been up for like three three hours. So. Every hour. no 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 I've been sitting here with you for at least an hour now so oh no an hour and a half it says oh no you were on here before so an hour so so uh yeah no so that was in two hours three times there we go liquid diarrhea (sighs)
0: so (sighs) I don't want to like obviously be the type of person who's like you can't enjoy your life like you can't do what you no just realize that There are consequences to what you do. Like, by all means, live your life. Do whatever you want to do. What makes you happy. Because ultimately, that's what we need. (laughs) Right.
1: But. If you want to fucking die early, die early.
0: That's fine. (laughs) Like, people are okay with that. And, like, my husband. He doesn't care if he dies early. As long as he was happy during his life. Like, it's cool. So, Just realize, though, that those choices, there are consequences to every choice.
1: Right. I hear my mother. Yes. (laughs) I think, though, some of the things, choices that might be easy to make are try to find alternatives to things that you enjoy. So Sarah and I have been having some really great success with this lately um, in terms of some food products that we've tried. So Mm -hmm. we found a really great turkey bacon that we like that literally has like six ingredients um and they're all shit we know um and yeah, I,
0: I can read them
1: all <laughs> right i read them all and i know what it is <laughs> so yep. um and also an ice cream that is made from oat milk that mm-hmm. is delicious um and yes. an oat butter that i found as well that's also delicious so trying to find instead of say thinking um of a diet in terms of, like, I have to completely change everything. I've been trying to just swap alternatives out slowly and try to find things that work for me. So I have my oat milk ice cream. I have my oat butter. I've just been using that. I've not found a gluten replacement yet. So I've still been eating bread. I've just been trying to eat less of it.
0: And it's kind of like a double-edged sword, Mm -hmm. but I personally think it's, smarter when it comes to food and like your diet. I, I think it is smarter to kind of go slow and progress because th- another stress <laughs> that you can put on your body is shock. And yeah. it's, you, you don't want to shock your system from going from one diet to another, um, even if it's supposedly better, because not only like, is it harder to do like mentally, but you don't want to, like, shock your system and being like, haha, and taking away all this crap and only giving you X, Y, and Z. Like, it's okay to, like, to slow it down and just slowly start switching some stuff out. And then, ultimately, by the end of however long, your diet will change. And it it will be just a, a nice transition. and. I agree. That's what I've been doing as well. I've been finding different products that work for me. Um, I now eat rice noodles quite a bit. I really like rice noodles and you can season them um, with a lot of different things. And um, I didn't, I couldn't find, honestly, in my area, because it's slightly different than Amanda's, the oat butter. But I did find plant butter. And it's essentially they're, they're just able to use plants and making it a more solidified oil and that's normally what we eat anyways so I just took the dairy out of it
1: nice yeah Yeah. so I really think that um this is kind of your little update guys on our gut issues right now still working on the diets um but I really think that the way that we're trying to do it is healthy because like you said, it's more sustainable. It's more long-term. Mm-hmm. We're also trying to find ways to work it into our uh, budget, which we'll be talking about um, how to budget for gut issues and financial impact of gut issues and stuff like that coming up soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it's made been easier to transition and there's some things that were easy anyway. So like, okay, don't eat noodles. I'll just have potatoes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll just swap a couple of things. Um, but like the gluten issue, I love me gluten. So I'm having some struggles with, cause I also can't have the rice flour or the almond flour. Right. No.
0: And I have to tell you, I, the bread <clears throat> part, not being able to eat wheat, that has been my hardest struggle um, trying to find a replacement because even with me being able to eat rice, making bread out of rice is not very good. Yeah, I don't like the texture.
1: yeah Ugh. um, so I thought we could talk about just a couple of things to help manage stress, especially during covid times when social distancing um has been really big. restrictions are getting lifted, uh, which is awesome throughout the country. but, we never know when things might go back. So Mm -hmm. it's important that you have ways to manage your stress that aren't always um, physically social in nature. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because one of the biggest things to help with stress is socializing. And during COVID, that wasn't really an option. So um or isn't really an option as much. So one thing that you can do is try to maintain your social network online with your family. So Sarah and I use an app called Marco Polo, which is amazing. Um, Obviously there's Snapchat, texting, FaceTime, all sorts of Skype, all sorts of um, systems that you can use in order to actually see somebody else's face um, and have a social interaction with them um <clears throat> go outside it's nice and warm you know mm-hmm. go outside summer's and do something here. summer's here even if it's just going outside and drinking your coffee like just mm-hmm. step outside sitting and, on the
0: porch or yeah. um i so because of how warm it's been getting we have a little little kiddie pool in the back of our yard and it is just something nice to sit next to and put your feet in
1: cool off Exactly. Sip a drink. Mm -hmm. Um, Engage in regular physical exercise. So Sarah and I were actually joking about this before we started recording how much the exercise thing came up. Yeah. But it is important. We've talked before about how important it is to move um, your body and exercise and what it can do for your gut, but it can also help you manage your stress. And so instead of thinking about... Like exercise, and we've talked about this before. Just think about it as moving your body. Yep. Don't mm-hmm. try to overstress yourself out and, like, try to be like, I'm going to be Superwoman and do all these things. Or Superman, whomever you may be. Um. Just give yourself, like, a goal to try to move more. Like, I just want to move more than I did yesterday, you know? Better than the day before. That's it. Um, and Sarah talked about doing dance routines, which mm-hmm. I think is amazing. I did one in the shower the other day. And I actually thought about you. Nice. And I was like Sarah would be so proud of me right now. I just did that <laughs> dance routine in the shower. Um, but yeah you're all by yourself. Do it around the kitchen. You know do, do whatever brings you joy. And just try to move your body a little bit.
0: And ultimately we just want to. I don't know how to word it. Like it's just the small things, right? Like how when we were just talking that small indicators or small things can cause stress and it can have just like a small impact, but ultimately over time it develops into something else. That goes for good too. Like you're starting out small and you're doing things that are Good. So you're starting out small in your exercises, for example, that might develop into something bigger and not necessarily like you're doing more exercising. It's just that you constantly doing your small exercises is now like you're promoting really good gut like bacteria and movement and whatnot that you actually might feel better just because over time you're doing these small things. Mm -hmm.
1: Right, or you find, or you might fall in love with something you never thought you would fall in love with. Right, even more happy life. Right, I love it. Um, so let us know what you guys do to relieve stress. Um, also sex, if you have a partner, or sex by yourself, you know that too. That works too with stress. So, give yourself a big old orgasm for the day. Be like we should, Ugh. we should end it there. <laughs> like oh. there we go. That's how we. <laughs> end. Uh, and then it
0: goes to our song
1: Exactly <laughs> uh, No seriously let us know what you guys are doing Um, Because we, we want to we, Sarah and I both love to learn new things So yes absolutely Intrigue us And play D&D That always helps with my stress Go kill some stuff Bird. Thank you adventurers for joining us today We hope this helped you Find
0: tips and tricks to loot the booty
1: Find us on natonelife.com and check us out on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to follow us more on our day-to-day. May your poopy regular
0: and bubbles minimal. Stay,
1: Stay sassy, sassy and gassy. gassy. Till Til next, next time. time.
0: Nice. <laughs> Take the pill and use the glove
1: until you have a child of love and that one life. a one life. You work all day, and make no pay, and debt is mounting every day. And that one life, and that one life, when the world seems to be slowly crushing your dreams, anxiety, depression, doubt, there's that one life is shitting on you. way through the snap.